Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome to Just Around the Corner on 4680Q. I'm your host, Dan with Dave, and today we'll be talking to the original drummer of the East Street Band, Mr. Vinny Mad Dog Lopez. Now, next week, we've got another great show lined up. Our friend and wise guy from The Sopranos, another Vinny, Mr. Vincent Pastore, will be here. On March 21st, we've got Dave Rave from The Shakers and Teenage Head. Dave played our first Light of Day uh, show and several other shows in the past, uh, virtually and, and live. And he'll be joined by his bandmate from Dave Rave and the Second Responders, Jack Siparek. Now, you might know Jack from The Trues. The Trues also played a Light of Day Hamilton several years ago, and we, we'd love to have them back, and hopefully that'll happen shortly. And on the 28th, we'll be doing another Songs from Around the Corner. This will be Volume 2. We'll be playing songs from related day artists and uh, telling stories and, you know, how we met and how, we've, you know, we've had them play some of our shows or just interesting behind-the-scenes stories from some of our related day artists and playing some great music that you may, may or may not have heard, but uh, stuff that uh, I've always wanted to uh, play for folks up this way. So uh, look forward to our March lineup. I didn't mention, though, Vinny Pastore, who will be our guest next week. He was also a... Uh, Light of Day MC and host several times here in Niagara, Toronto, Kingston, and down in Asbury Park. And he's got uh, a connection to Parkinson's. I'm sure he'll share that story with you. Now, before I bring on our next guest, I'm really excited to have uh, Vinny on the show as well. I want to tell you a quick story uh, before we start the show, and uh, I want to play a song that accompanies it. And it kind of leads up to uh, the actual song that I'm going to play. So, I'm sitting here at 4680Q on Chrysler Avenue, just around the corner from, uh, just around the corner. The pun was not intended, but it was a good one. So we're just around the corner from uh, Queen Street. Queen Street, when I was a kid, uh, that's where all the record stores were. Sam the Record Man, Records on Wheels, and a place called Pop Tones. Now, when I was in high school, uh, back in about 78, 79, I was uh, you know, 14, 15 years old, and I had just become obsessed with the boss. I was a big Springsteen nut from back then. And, you know, at that point, he only had uh, a few albums out. So, you know, I'd go down to Pop Tones. I used to save all of my lunch money. Pops used to give me lunch money to buy something at the cafeteria. And I think I, I had a job. I think back then we only worked in the summers. I can't remember. I started when I was about 14 or 15. So, you know, we didn't have a lot of expendable cash. So I would save that up. And then I would go to this place called Pop Tones. Now, any Niagara residents listening, you remember Pop Tones. They sold bootleg records. Now, at the time, you know, I was trying to collect this. You know, I, I w I've been collecting vinyl for years, thanks to my father, since I was, I think, three. Uh, so I would, anything I could get my hand on that was Bruce-related, and they had Springsteen bootlegs. Now, for me, my favorite boots were the early years of Bruce's music, the John Hammond demo tapes. Uh, I've got an album called Torn and Frayed, Return to Rock and Roll, and I loved anything that had the songs from... You know, that people didn't have, around here, you didn't have it. The Castiles, uh, the Bruce Springsteen Band, Steel Mill. It, so the cool thing was that people didn't have that. So you'd save up, and these things weren't cheap. Uh, these bullets weren't cheap. Uh, so you'd save up all your all your lunch money and your birthday money and anything you got at Christmas, and I'd, I'd head down there, and I'd pick out stuff, sometimes put it on layaway and pick it up in a couple weeks. But uh, not everybody had these things. So, you know, it made it more fun when you'd find these gems. And, you know, you found that. Castile's, you know, I think, you know, the first song that Bruce ever, ever uh, had on vinyl. You find that and nobody's got it and they're coming over to your house and listening to it. And, you know, I found stuff like Steel Mill, Bruce Springsteen Band, Dr. Zoom. And 
you know, great, great stuff. Now, obviously, the quality wasn't that good uh, back in the day. A lot of uh, hissing and uh, skips and so on. But, you know, you had it. So that was the cool thing. That's all that matters, that you had this vinyl. And since today's guest was part of that music from these uh, early Bruce Springsteen days, I wanted to play something from one of those bootlegs. Get it all set up here. There we go. Um, Thankfully, though, Bruce put this one on his chapter and verse compilation, so I didn't have to pull out an old vinyl and record it so you could hear it. And back then, this was one of my favorite songs from those early, early bootlegs from uh, actually before Greetings from Asbury Park. So it's uh, prior, prior to even the John Hammond demo tapes. This was from Steel Mill. So want you to listen to this. Our guest today, Vinny Mad Dog Lopez, is playing drums on this. This is Bruce Springsteen, Vinny Lopez from the Steel Mill Band. This one's called He's Guilty, the Judge Song. <laughs>
That was He's Guilty from Steel Mill featuring Bruce Springsteen and today's guest, Vinny Mad Dog Lopez on the drum kit. Now, I was just thinking about something. Maybe I'll ask him when he comes on, but uh, I wonder if they ever thought of redoing that in a new version and making it the Aaron Judge song, you know, when they go all rise. Okay. I'm a Red Sox fan. I shouldn't be coming up with Yankees ideas, but hey, you never know. It could fly. So our next guest, Vinny Mad Dog Lopez, was born in Neptune, New Jersey. He's a self-taught drummer from his teenage years, from what I was reading. He's a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is really cool, as an E Street band member. He's a big supporter of Light of Day and a big Warren Zevon fan like myself. Please welcome the Mad Dog, Mr. Vinny Lopez, to Just Around the Corner. You there, Vinny? Hey, just hey. around the corner from you. There, <laughs> just around you the corner. Me, right? Down the uh, New. Oh no, actually, I was going to say New Jersey Turnpike, but you're in Florida right now, aren't you? I'm down in Florida. What you doing you know? down there? Well, uh, that's uh, sometimes when I'm down here. Most of the time, I get to play. But now this time, I'm down there, and I'm not exactly sure about my time frame yet. But I'm having oral surgery in the next couple of weeks, and then I'm going to be camped out for a while oh you mentioned so, that uh, uh, in email i didn't realize that hopefully everything yeah, goes well yeah. there well it, it'll, it'll be fine you know i'm just going to be miserable for a while <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that's okay <laughs> nothing much will change you know yeah, everything will stay the same <laughs> when you head back to asbury park I don't know. Yeah, That's up sure. to the timeline of uh, healing. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Now, I, so I don't know, and we're here, and we're just going to you know, stay here until I'm all right. No, and then th I'm, I'm hoping June. You oh, know, that's good. Sometime in June, but we'll see. Because summertime's great down on the shore, so you want to get back. Well, you know, we, li we live out on the, at the other coast. We live in Hamilton, which is the Delaware River area. Oh, so you're not, and, out, uh, you're not out in Neptune now. I didn't realize that. No, no, no. I have no, no. We Everywhere that I play down the shore is an hour. <laughs> oh, really? Or away from where I live. Ah, I didn't oh, realize yeah. that. I thought you were down there yeah. in the thick of things. Now, what did you think now, of my idea about the Aaron Judge song? redoing he's guilty the aaron judge song i don't mind it i've seen him play a couple of right. times not rise. a baseball player you know now you, you you spend time in tampa and you're also from jersey like do you have an alliance when it comes to a baseball team or are you a tampa bay well, Rays fan or? i well in spring during spring training we go to many games we go to phillies here in clearwater you know oh, we go to okay. see yankees phillies play oh that must be and cool. then up in dunedin there's a really great stadium there where the Blue Jays The Blue Jays play. are there, yeah. That's their team. So you go see the Yankees against the Blue Jays, the Phillies against the Blue Jays, and of course the Tampa Bay Rays are here. That's right. So, and, you know, this year we're going to get to see some of the regular season for them anyway. Oh, yeah, because you're in town. So, that's right. They were here, so it's not that far away. Now, I wanted and to it, make... it's good. I wanted to make clear, I'm, not Tom, I'm no Tom Cunningham from... Uh, Springsteen on Sunday, so you know you got to bear, oh, okay. you gotta bear hey, with hey, me. Hey, hey. That's, that's okay. <laughs> Don't you worry. Okay, now before we get into your light of day uh, connection, I, I know our listeners want to know about your early musical days. You know, with Sonny and the Starfires, and how it led to things like 
bands like Child and Steel Mill and eventually E Street Band. I listened to a great interview you did. I, I, I wish I would have wrote down exactly where it was, but it was just, um, it sounded like it was about a month or two ago. And you were talking about these right. bands, and it was, it was so intriguing. I thought I gotta get make sure that we talk about or you talk about, you know, your early musical days. Why don't you tell the folks how it all began with Vinnie Mad Dog Lopez? Well, it all began when I was in eighth grade, uh, Holy Spirit School in Asbury Park. Awesome. You know? And uh, my friend, his name was August Augie Rioli. He is my doctor still today. Really? Okay. Yes. That's he cool. is still my friend and my doctor. You guys stayed tight. So, <laughs> yes, we have stayed tight. But um, he it was after school one day, and it was during the week, of course, and I had to wait for this bus to come to take me because there was no, like, we didn't have a regular school bus. I got on a public transportation bus, and we had these tokens we could use to get back and forth out to Neptune. Cool. And I could use them any time, but he said, hey, they're having a teenage dance over here at the USO Club. You want to go? I said, sure, why not? We'll go. So as we were walking there, you know, I said, hey, you told me there was a guy spinning records here. You didn't say there was a, you know, a live band in there. Right. He goes, oh, no, that's Buzzy. He's playing drums along with the records. You know, so Buzzy, I went, we walked in and there he was. And Buzzy was every record he put on his turntable. He played the drums to, and he was real good at it. He really? didn't miss a beat, didn't miss a beat. So I loved it. And I got a job with him, like cleaning up his drums and putting them away at the end and all the records and all of that stuff. And then cool. every once in a while, he'd have to get up, you know, so he says, okay, you sit down. I'm going to play an easy one. <laughs> he made me play. I, he showed me how to hold the sticks. So you'd had no lessons and, or anything at that point? No. He huh. showed me how to hold the sticks. And I watched him. So I had an idea of what it was, you know. And eventually what happened is I got a practice pad, and, and I got my own records, and I started playing along with them. So you are self-taught? Yeah. Oh, I never had any That's what I had lessons. read. Yeah, that's what I had read. Very cool. So, you know, so where did that lead to? So now you've, you know, again, I, I well, know you mentioned him in but, your in your Hall of Fame speech. Yeah, but Buzzy, um, we did that for a while. The, the CYO dances, St. Uriel's out, and they had all <laughs> kinds of little uh, places um, like uh, the Yacht Club out in Shark River Hills. They had teenage right. dances, and Buzzy would play there. And we were, you know, and that, and that's really, that went on for a little while. We were playing at the Belmar Elks Pavilion. It's on, it was, a, a, you know, right on the boardwalk. Right. And uh, Buzzy, you know, would, he attracted people. Right. A lot of young people there. It was real good. And uh, I met, through Buzzy, this guy named Bill Chinnick there. And Bill says, oh, I'm making a band. Maybe you can audition for it. I never played drums before, you know. <laughs> so Buzzy uh, said, yeah, come on, we'll do it. And he says, come over Saturday. So we went over there. Buzzy lent me his drum set. I took it in and I set it all up. And uh, now <laughs> Bill looks at me and he goes, okay, everybody wants to hear do Wipeout. Do Wipeout. <laughs> yeah, you have to if you're a drummer. 
you know. So I said, oh, come on, I want, I can sing. I'd like to sing some with you, and and, uh, and I'll play along. He goes, no, you got to do Wipeout. So I said, no. He said, you fired me right there. I never got to play a beat, you know. So Bill but fired then, you. Bill fired me right on the spot to get out of here, take the drums too. You know? <laughs> I know you guys played so, together. Later was in, and Federici was in that band. So that was the storytellers that Bill was trying to put together. There. Okay. But anyway, then I met Sonny Ken and uh, Sonny Rutledge. And uh, he says, hey, we're making a band. They already kind of had a little band. And I said, oh, I'd like to sing. And he said, no problem. And, he brought, and when I went in and I, I set up and I played, and then we made a band. And that's basically how I started playing. And what was the name of that band? Sonny and the Starfires. Oh, so that was Sonny and the Starfires. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned Bill, and I think I saw a post today. Today would have been his the anniversary of his passing. Yes. In 2007. Yeah, I saw that today. See? That's correct. And, and I noticed in, 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 you know, doing a little research on you. I mean, I've met you a couple times, but I was doing some research. and You and Bill played together a lot in the early days. We had a few different organizations. Yes, that's you know? what I noticed. One, you know, of course, uh, the Downtown Tangiers Rock and Rhythm and Blues Band. And right. Bill and Danny Federici, myself. And Wendell on bass. We traveled around. We did the electric circus tour, cool. like 1966, 67. Um, and we, I also played up in Maine with Bill in the mid 70s. We had a stint up there. He he was the king of the North Country. Wow, okay. absolutely. And, so, and you've been playing with Dan, like you played with Danny from the real early days. Then, well, from the beginning, and yeah. uh, you know. That's that's how we met Bruce because we wanted to when the Bills band broke up we wanted to still play together so so now did that lead that's into Child or did I get or that would be it, it, yeah after Bill's thing there yes it led into Child and who was in uh, Child that was uh, myself and Danny right and we saw Bruce and Little Vinnie Roslin at the upstage ah okay. You know, but I invited Bruce to go down there. You know, because we were looking for guys that wrote songs. So, because Bill wrote songs. And you had seen Bruce play at this point? Um, like with the Castiles? The only time I saw Bruce play before that was the Castiles. Okay. And a band battle we had. <laughs> can, but can who you, knew it was Bruce? It was, you know, I didn't know any Bruce. Can you share who won that battle? A band called The Rogues. Ah, so it was, oh, okay, well. And Sonny and the Starfires came in second place. Ah, you beat out Bruce. Okay. And I don't know who came in third, but they didn't finish in the top three. And we swore they, I, we, Sonny and Starfires, said they, they're going to win. Because they were set up right next to us. Right, right. And they were good. <laughs> but, you you know, but I don't know why they didn't win. So, so how did you guys get uh, you hooked up together, you and Bruce? Well, I, I went to see, well, like I said, Danny and I wanted to keep playing together, but we didn't want to play cover songs and stuff. So uh, we went looking for guys that could write some songs. And I saw Bruce and uh, what was his band, Earth, oh, right. I at, uh, at the um, Italian American Club. And uh, I, we, my friend and I went in and... Uh, 
they were, they played, they were playing a set. And when he got done, I went up to Bruce, you know, and I said, hey, you know, my name is Benny. He goes, yeah, I know who you are. You play with Sonny and the Starfires. Because <laughs> he used to come see Sonny play. Very cool. Many, many years before that, when we were the kids at that roller drum. But um, I said, yeah, I said, well, you know, we're myself, we got, I got Danny Federici. We're looking to do something. I don't know what you're into. You know, but uh, the upstage is down here, and we go down there and, and jam with everybody, maybe come down. So one day, hey, a month later or whatever it was, Danny and I were coming in, and we went up to the rock and roll floor, third floor, and uh, sure enough, Bruce, Little Vinny, and Big Bobby Williams on drums, they were they were jamming. Right. And we stood there, and we went, hey, that, that's pretty cool. So after they got done, after they got done, um, um, we uh, went up and said, hey, you guys want to jam with us? You know. So Tom Potter, I'm getting these text messages. I'm very sorry if you're hearing that, Hugo. No, no, actually I'm uh, not. And I, it's happened to okay. me. I've learned. <laughs> I've been shutting off okay. my notifications lately. <laughs> All right. But, but anyway, uh, you know, we said, hey, let's jam. And Tom Potter, the owner of the upstage, gave us permission. And we went on the stage and we played for I don't know how long, doing blues songs or whatever Bruce wanted to do. And then we went downstairs and said, hey, let's make a band. Really? And uh, I knew Tinker from before. Right. And, uh, you know, I told Bruce, I said, I know a guy that might help us. And uh, me and Bruce went and saw Tinker and we had the surfboard factory then. Yeah, Carol Tinker West. Yep. Yep. And uh, we started playing, and we became Child. Oh, so yeah. oh, that's how Child is. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Now, what about now? Bruce mentions in his Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, induction uh, when he's talking about you. He mentions the band Speed Limit Twenty Five. I rewatched well, that, that on. Yeah, the I wasn't in that band. Bruce was. Bruce was wrong there. Okay, he was because I was doing my research. I'm like Gary I've Talent was this. in Speed Limit Twenty Five. Okay, was Bruce in there, or did he mix <laughs> no, that up, too? He no, wasn't in that either. No, no, no. He was not in Speed Limit 25. <laughs> uh, they got to edit that out. at that point, was not making any money. The bands who were making money were Speed Limit 25, and when we were the downtown Tangiers band, we played for money. Right, right. And uh, Bruce was doing none of that, and so it was a way for him to actually make some money hooking up with me and Danny. So Child was the first band you guys played together. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And how did that evolve into Absolutely. Steel Mill? Just another band had the same name. Oh, okay. So it was the same band. So we just decided to change ours instead of hassling. And, and Steel know. Mill was what, you, Bruce, uh, Vinnie Roslin, and Danny Federici? Yeah. Very good. Yep. The original Steel Mill. Yep. And so what, how long were you guys together as Steel Mill? How long did that last? I've, I know you uh, gave me 70, one of your CDs. It's fantastic. And I've got the old. 71. Old so a couple of years? Because you started in what, 69? 69. Yeah. 71. So you had a good run. Did you guys uh, play all over the, you know, the uh, East Coast? Or? We played wherever Tinker got us to play. So those. If we had the money to go, we went. So those stories of driving like to California and all that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> those, those stories That's I brought all up. true. All true? Yep. Really? Now, you guys stay in touch, Most right? Don't you and Carl? You and Carl Tinker, like, I've seen him down in Light, light of Day. Oh, He's, yeah, I, I talk to Tinker at least once a week. 
Oh, really? You're that close? That's... Yeah. Yeah. And how's he? Uh, he calls how... me just to bust my chops, you know. <laughs> now, so after Steel Mill, you know, I'm in my head. It, I, honestly, this is. Vinny, this is a thrill because as a kid, you know, trying to piece all this together, buying bootlegs and long before the Internet, and you couldn't find any information. and You were trying to piece together Bruce's history and the band's history. Uh, but, you know, now, now I've got you live on the air, so I might as well ask as many questions as I can. W after Steel Mill, did that, did that lead into the Bruce Springsteen band or was that Dr. Zoom next? How did that? No, no, because Bruce wanted to uh... – Steel Mill had run it, I guess, for him. I guess he went into a concert and saw, like, Van Morrison or somebody. And he liked the horns, and he liked what was going on, and he wanted to switch up to that. So he asked me if I'd be willing to do it, you know. And, then, you know, we all went, sure, let, let's go. And then he brought, you know, Gary Talent in, and we became the Bruce Springsteen Band. Okay. Which uh, the world, for some people, revolved around Steel Mill. So the Bruce Springsteen band wasn't that popular at that point. You okay. know? Down Richmond where we used to play those places, you know, it was different for them. And who was in the Bruce Springsteen band? It was you, Gary? Gary. Uh, was Vinny Danny. It, it depended. There was, there was, you know, few people that came and went. They and had the girl singers, Dolores. And the Barbara. Now, now, did that evolve into Doctor Zoom? Because I read some interesting things about. Well, Doc, yeah, because because that kind of just stopped, you know. And then uh, Doctor Zoom, they wanted, you know, we just played a few gigs with Doctor Zoom, and then that was that. Because when, when I was I did, reading, I think we did three gigs. That's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that went on a little bit longer. I was reading about it, and what was well, it went on for a long time, but it was only three gigs. <laughs> 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 yeah, months, you know, went by. <laughs> so you were saying you yeah, weren't? We could you get old booked. thinking about this. <laughs> you weren't all that busy as Doctor Zoom and the Sonic Boom. <laughs> well, no, we we, we just because that was just it was a very ragtag organization of different people that we knew that we could get and play all the time and play. Yeah, because it says there's like 20 people were on stage, including two oh, playing oh, absolutely. Monopoly, which that, uh, you well, have to explain yeah, well, that one to Danny me. Big Danny and Big Tiny plays Monopoly. Oh, Danny Gallagher? Yeah. Yep. Oh, really? So they would just sit and play yeah. Monopoly in the middle of the show? Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> they had their own table and they were, they were messing around. That would have been perfect with social media. That would have been a great thing to be doing. You know, but that, that was good. You know, and Southside was, and everybody. We opened for the Almond Brothers at Sunshine Inn. Really? Yeah. That's we a... had two drummers, and so did they. They were amazed. That, there's a question I didn't ask, but with these bands that we're we're kind of going through, like who are some of the interesting bands you opened up for when you were in Steel Mill and Ozzy? Really? You know, Black Sabbath, Sabbath? and Cactus. Uh, How cool is that? Yeah, Steel Mill opened down in Richmond for Chicago, for Iron Butterfly. They didn't like us. Now, Chicago was nice, but Iron Butterfly, they didn't like us too much. What about uh, uh, Sabbath? How did they treat you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> How was they, they, did, they didn't treat us at all any way at all, because we were the opening act, and we did it. And uh, when we were getting off the stage, backstage, there was a big old fight. 
Oh, really? Between the two other bands, not us. We were going to go down <laughs> off this way, and we said, oh, no. We turned around and went back around up the other way. Really? <laughs> to get off the stage, because they were fist fighting back then. Really? We didn't know nothing about that. Oh, that's great. So we were out of there. So, the, I, I, well, now you've answered the Monopoly thing, because that's been, that's been kind of... Uh, Going through my head in the last couple of days since I've been reading up on you there, sir. Uh, and they and they helped, you know, too. So, but everybody made five bucks. Five bucks. Well, you had twenty yeah. people. That's there's a hundred bucks there. But yeah. if we sometimes we rec recruited people from the audience. Oh, really? This thing. Everybody made five bucks. Very cool. Very cool. Wonder what that comes out to in today's uh, today's world. But you've played like all five those classic five bucks. <laughs> You played all those, you know, classic Asbury clubs like the Upstage, the Hullabaloo, and the Student well, Prince. Well, I played in the Student Prince uh, with the Moment of Truth with Gary Talent and me, 60, 66, 67. You know, I mean, we go back there. It was an Irish bar, the Student Prince. Everybody thinks it all started in Stone Pony. Stone Pony wasn't there. Right. and It was Mrs. J's, you know, and nobody. Student Prince they is actually in behind it, right? Like it, it's now what? something else. It's an Italian restaurant or something now. But oh, the Porta is there now. The Porta, yeah, Porta's there. That's right. Where the Student Prince was, right? You know, we were in there well, a couple months ago, and I, when I walk in that front door, I know right where the stage was because there you can see the columns. It's all a big room now, but you can see the steel beams holding up the. And that's where the wall was, where our stage was when you walked in. Well, and, that uh, leads me to what I actually wrote this down, and you just perfectly segued into it. You know, one of Bruce's infamous intros is when he talks about playing at the Student Prince, and the big man walks through the door, doors are blown open. But you were there that night, right? Obviously, you were. You were well, yeah, we you were, were all the there. Yeah, you were the drummer. <laughs> so, so that story, is it? Is it a, an embellishment, or did you know something similar happen? Was it a crazy, windy night, and they blew open, or did you just there, watch There's it? a lot of crazy, windy nights in Asbury Park. you yeah, got to hold I've on to on the that door. <laughs> That's true. I've been on that boardwalk several times. Yes. So what was that moment so like when on. the big man walked in? We uh, Well, we went and saw him before that. Myself and Tinker, Bruce. Right. And Danny took a ride down to Bayville, New Jersey. He was playing at a Spirits Inn, which is a a glorified liquor store. Okay. And he was playing with Norman Selden, and I had heard about him. So I said, let's go see the guy. So we did. We went down, and then Clarence was playing at the Wonder Bar, I think, with Norman Selden that night. Right. And he walked over and, you know, said hello. And then that's, that's what happened there. Very cool. You know. The rest is the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. I, and you're a, you're a Hall of Famer. That's pretty cool. That I became feel. Hall of Famer. Yes, you did. Maybe. All you guys did. Yep. Well, and deservedly yep. so. Definitely one of the well, one of the greatest rock bands ever to uh, walk on a stage. Is uh, you know all, all the different iterations of the band, but just one hell of a band. And you had a good boss. It's always been. It's always been. Yeah. You and, know. You, so, can, you know, we always took care to do what we were doing. So how did this all lead to the E Street Band? Like, what it sounds like to me in, do, in listening to you in a couple of interviews I listened to on the weekend, you're basically the, 
the co-founder or founder of all of these bands. It was I, you, you I, who got this going. I was always somebody that wanted to get something going. Yeah, know, that's what it sounds like. Not, not, uh, I wasn't the sheep. <laughs> no, yeah, it sounds like no, exactly. It sounds like you were like the leader, and you were you were you were recruiting well, and bringing people. I, I on. wouldn't consider myself the leader. I just made sure that when we got it all together, I tried to be, you know, okay, Bruce, write them songs, you know, come <laughs> on here, guys, let's tote the barge over here. Yeah, yeah. You know. So how did how did all. you get the E Street Mango? How did that all come about? Well, that just became. See that that's a that's a funny story too because Bruce left, you know, and when he came back, Tinker. I, now I don't know. This is to me. I wasn't there. I don't know. I was doing something else, and uh, Tinker introduced him to uh, Mike Appel and Jimmy Credicus. Oh, okay. And uh, Bruce went, and, uh, you know, did the audition with John Hammond. Yep. And. Uh, whatever the story for that is. And then uh, when I was working at a boatyard and uh, I got a call. The, the owner of the boatyard comes in. He goes, Vinny, there's this guy named Bruce on the phone. He wants to talk to uh, Bruce. And that's when Bruce said, hey, we're going to make, I, I got a record deal and we're going to make a record. Would you want to do it? And I said, sure. You know, <laughs> now I don't know who else Bruce called at that point or anything like that. But a lot of the tracks on that first album were just me and Bruce. You said that in the other interview. I, did, I didn't realize. I went back and listened to Greetings. Yeah, if you can find, there yeah. is a thing on there that tells you who's on what tracks. There's a, there's a, I don't know where it's, it is. It's in the lighter notes, too, I'm pretty sure. But, but, yeah, but not in detail, like. Oh, okay. Let's see what that. You yeah. You know, Bruce is playing the piano. Bruce is playing the bass. Vinny's playing the drum. Really? So. You know, I mean, in the studio, like I'd go in, Bruce would play the piano or his guitar, and I would listen and play along with it, and then he'd add the bass, and you flip, you know, you do stuff. Right, right. And uh, it, and then when the certain people were available, they they came in and put their parts on things. The first album was done very quickly, within a week. Really? It was it was done. If my son's but listening, I want to I want to let him know that you can do, make a record in a week because we're about eighteen months into his first record. So. And it's a it's a it's a thing where it's not there's no you know what cut and paste is on a twenty four track right. reel to reel tape. Excuse me, it's not uh, not quite as easy. You're right. I was going to say that those days you got to go back and do it. That's right. So we didn't mess them up. <laughs> we, we got them done right away. It now, was time, time was money. Was he a taskmaster uh, like he, he kind of shows in the Born to Run days and the Darkness days? No, no, no I never, I never saw any of that. No. My my job oh, is, and my job today, if I'm playing with some got somebody, I'm backing them up. So when Bruce came in and had this and that, you learn this and that. Right. That must have been an interesting simple. process. Now, honestly, Vinny, uh, Greetings has always been one of my favorite albums. That and Nebraska, they're my top two Bruce albums. Now, I know you're on the first two albums. But what, what, what's your favorite Bruce album? How about your favorite Bruce album without you on? Hmm. 
probably born to rerun. I mean, born to run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard to put them over the top, and I was proud of them. Yeah, it, it really. But see, to me, I, I much those first two albums, and not because I got you on the line, but those are the those are the two that just made me a huge fan. I mean, I loved Born to Run and Darkness when I first got into them, but when I heard Greetings, I guess it's because I listened to a lot of Dylan and stuff, you know, when I was young, and just really fell in love with that that album. Well, they're all to me. They're all good. So, I find something. You know, every one of them has its own. Yes, and I agree hundred percent. Yeah, right up to you Western know, Stars, so and yeah. it's hard. It's hard for me because to tell you the truth, all through years. I didn't go out and buy the albums and listen to them or anything like that. I heard them just through the grapevine. Right. You know, they're, hey, they're playing it. Okay, hey, that's pretty cool. You know, that's that's what I did. I didn't buy albums or anything like that. Wow. I'm a I'm a vinyl I'm a vinyl junkie, so I. <laughs> I mean, I have vinyl, but it's Homer and Jethro, and it's uh, right. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and trio and. <laughs> really. <laughs> Yeah, you weren't picking up the new Springsteen East Street Man album at the time. No, I was. I'd rather hear uh, Homer and Jethro at the Country Club. <laughs> now uh, <laughs> I'm going to play a, a quick uh, a song. I want to play something from Greetings, uh, since I've got you on here. Take a quick little musical break, and then uh, on the back side of that, I want to come back and talk to you about your involvement in Light of Day and things that you're uh, sure. up to now. Sound good? Sounds good to me. So I'm going to put on a song, and we'll talk about this when we get back. But I'm going to put a, uh, this. This was one of those songs that really reeled me in when I first heard the album, and uh, I know Bruce has had you play uh, on this uh, in the past. Uh, one of my favorite songs from Greetings from Asbury Park. Here's Spirit Tonight with Vinnie Mad Dog yeah. Lopez on the drums. Uh oh. Honey, let's 
socks and a shirt. Me and Crazy Jeannie was making love in the dirt, singing our birthday song. Gypsy Angel Row felt so right. Together we move like spirits every night. Every night. You don't know what they can do to you. Help spirits every night. All 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 night. Listening to Just Around the Corner on Niagara's Internet Radio 4680Q. I'm Danima Dave. That was Bruce Springsteen and the Eastery Band from Greetings from Asbury Park with our special guest, Vinny Mad Dog Lopez on the drums. Vinny, you there? Yeah, that was cool. Uh, you know, I always the songs from those two albums. I think one of the reasons I love them so much, and now that I go down to Asbury, it's it's just it's great to see like the visuals he presents in those songs, and then come, going down there and you know seeing some of the different things like Madame Marie's and all the different things that Bruce wrote about, and you guys played. Uh, you know, it just it's just a the uh, cinematography. I I would call it in the way he wrote back then it just painted this picture and then you go down there and you see some of that stuff and you you kind of live it it's really cool so it must have been cool living down there in those days well i grew i grew up there i was constantly down there on my bike when i was a kid riding around now on that song there spirit in the night i, I noticed when i was uh, doing some research too that you he's called you up a few times in the past uh you know past tours to uh join him for spirit in the night what was what was that like well, it's crazy. Yeah, it must know? be. Um, we usually we get to do a sound check, right? You know, a little before, so I get the idea of what's happening on the big stage. They're used to it. I'm not. You know, right. someplace like Giant Stadium, when you get up there, you can't. I can't. You can't really see all the people. Really, you know where you are. You can hear them. Right in the front, maybe you can see them, but you—it's far away, and I'm not watching the people anyway. I'm watching himself. Yeah, I was going to say you're watching Bruce. Yeah, so you know, because he's going to be the one to dictate how it goes. So, hey, I better know it. Yeah, he must have been tough to follow because he's all over the place. <laughs> well, when he goes out in the audience, he gets a little tough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you just go with it. I just went down. I'm with Gary. You know, me and Gary play. Oh, right, right. So. Like we always do, so that's no biggie. Like we just don't stop, keep going. Now I rewatched the E Street Band induction uh, to the Hall of Fame this past weekend, uh, and Bruce mentions that when he first met you. Now, obviously, he was wrong with the uh, speed limit twenty five, so maybe not everything's accurate. But he he mentions that you were fresh out of jail. Is that is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I did ask well, if I could ask that question. <laughs> no, it, that's it's true. It's truly true. But what happened, I'll tell you a brief story about what happened. Sure. I lived with my grandmother. My uh, my friend 
lived down, a hippie friend, he lived down Spring Lake. One day he called me up and he says, hey, man, I've got to get my car registered out in Freehold. You want to take a ride? I said, sure. Yeah, take a ride. Well, so out to Freehold, we got, he got pulled over. I'm the passenger. Right. You know, and uh, cops start searching the car. And he brings this bag out and Chuck looks at me and goes, oh, I forgot I had that in here. <laughs> oh, shit. And I went, oh. Great. Fucking great, you know. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, no, you, you can't know, on this but, one. You can't hear. You're, okay, okay you're I'm sorry. Good. I don't mean to uh, do that. But, but you know, and then, of course, we, you know, I was there. I got arrested. My friend, at the end, he took the whole rap for everything, and I got out scot-free. I didn't really do anything. I was just there, and they knew it. Uh. And uh, But I spent the New Year's weekend in jail that year. <laughs> Because <laughs> my uncle Bob came to bail me out, and he goes, "No, I'm going to leave you in." <laughs> well, now we know they that... cut all my hair off. You know, oh, really? Because you, I mean, you guys. So had... that's that's what Bruce was talking about when uh... I up to him. I was, I had crew cut. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't quite fit with those guys at that particular moment. Mm. You had to wait a few no. months before you caught up. There. Nope. And I didn't have any tattoos, so he didn't know what to think. <laughs> this guy's too clean for us. <laughs> now, what was the what was that night like at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I mean, just watching all you guys and seeing you come up, you know, guys get up on stage. What what was that like? You know, staring out into oh, that crowd. Oh, it was, it was all great. Those... It was it was fun, you know, and uh, uh, the, you know, the whole thing was we were all there together, right, in one big happy family and we were always that anyway and uh you know i don't i don't get into the rock and i said it that night i don't get into the rock and roll hall of fame without playing with all these great musicians i'm a drummer come on you know, how do you get in there you play with great musicians you know and you get you, you, you're lucky and you're lucky so i consider myself lucky and uh well, the East Street Band, the sum of all, all the parts, right? I mean, it's all you guys working together. Yeah, yeah. And even like if Bruce invites me up on the stage, he has faith in me enough to know, oh, yeah, he's just going to do it, no problem. Right. Yeah, I kind he of. Doesn't think, he, I kind he's of not video. thinking twice about anything, you know, or should I, shouldn't I, you know. Well, if I, he wants to, he will. That's well, the one video, that. you're actually, he gives you a, he gives you a solo. I was watching the one video. Oh, that's with uh, yeah, the one with Everett. Yeah, um, uh, that was that was cool. I didn't expect that. But yeah, he certainly did. So I said, okay, here we go. You nailed it. I know. I watched it. You, you nailed that one. So, <laughs> so now this is. A a fun... Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. There's a funny story about that night because, uh, like, go ahead. ten minutes before that show, Bruce calls calls me in. And oh wait a minute, was it? Yeah, it was that show. And he and he says, okay, I'm gonna bring you up. And he goes, I'm gonna start the song. And I'm, and he did this intro where, hey, where's Max? Is he sick? <laughs> well, I guess we need an MD, you know. So, and and then I I got up on the stage, and he had told me in the dressing room, like this is like, you know, a couple of hours later because the show goes on. I was later on in the show. But this was 10 minutes before the show. He goes, when I say let's go, that's when you come in, he says to me. Right? Right. So we, <laughs> he does all that stuff. I get up there, and he starts the beginning to uh, uh, 
the E Street Shuffle. And I just came in <laughs> the way I always did. <laughs> I didn't wait for him to say, let's go. Did he give a shit so after? What's funny? So what's funny? No, no. Because you can see him on, I, I, there's a video of it, and I've seen it. And you can see him. He, he starts it, and then I come in, and everybody comes in, and he looks at me. He goes, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> It's it, to me. It's funny. I'm already here. <laughs> I'm already here. Okay, where are we going? <laughs> uh, that's that's cool. Very very cool. Now the the name of our show is just around the corner. So obviously the theme is uh, you know we we bring on uh, musicians and uh, even some like next week we got Vinny Pastore. He's emceed our show. So it's yeah yeah. It's really tell him I said hello too. I will. I will. I, Vincent to Vincent. Yeah, as I said, I got the two Vinnies back to back. It should be fun. Yeah. So. But uh, how did you get involved in, in Light of Day? What, uh, you know, I see you down there. That's I where I've met you. I was at the very first one, Bob's party. Oh, you were there the right bank. at the beginning? And, uh, you know, I didn't really do anything there. And then the second one, they had Bruce Saponi. I wasn't there. And a couple of years, then a few years after that, I started, they, I started doing stuff with them. And then I started doing the Europe tours with them done a few of those you know and, and they're great um it's it's just something to be involved in every year my birthday i do a fundraiser on the facebook thing that's and, right yeah you I've know thank yep. god people people chip in and that's what it's for it's for the light of day and it's for bob benjamin you know and many people that are afflicted with that terrible disease you know and i, I forgot you went out to europe with joe durso and the, and the crew Oh yeah, yeah. They they want me to go again this year, but I'm gonna tell you, it has a lot to do with can I do it? I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I'm not you guys getting any play. younger, and uh, you know. Well, in Europe, you guys play know. like show after show too. Like you're you're in one oh, city, and then you're boom, you're on it because Joe Joe well, Durso's in charge. So. <laughs> yeah, the last time we did it, it was 11 country, 18 shows in 19 days. Right. Like I don't I I look at Joe and say, how do you guys do this? But you know, so, and, uh, but we'll see with my teeth and all the stuff I'm going through right now, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, totally. You know, sense. I like down here, I play with a guy named Tony Hall. We're the Hula Hula Boys. And, like, we can't even do that right now. So. Well, that, that leads, that led into my, well, not my final question, but what, one of the, one of the last questions. So what, what are you doing now musically? I, I mean, I know you've got the wonderful winos and the Hula Hula Boys. One is, East, you know, the Upper East Coast, and one is down in Florida. What is? How does that? That's work? right. Yeah. Right. You know, and the Hula Hula Boys. Tony Hall's an expensive. He has an expensive library of songs. He never fails to fool me, and uh, <laughs> and we have a great time. We and that's in Florida. And play, and that's in Florida, right here, Indian Rocks Beach. Yep. And uh, obviously, up you're in taking Jersey, some time. You've got the wonderful winos. Got Gary Gary Cavco and. Uh, John Bryce, right. and Frank Frash, the sax player, and we've been together for a while now. We sing and we make music, and that's all we do. We're not world beaters. We're not trying to compete with anybody. We just like to work when we can, right? You know, and, and it's and it's fun. And I'm working on my book too. Are you? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's something that I've been doing with my friend Ray Lombard for three years now. And we're getting finally to a point where it's coming together. 
Oh, that's great. Well, if you so, haven't finished writing it, you could so. always add that you were on the Just Around the Corner podcast. <laughs> you know, you could throw that in. <laughs> it'll it'll get in the mix there somehow. But the, the, see, but this it's, that's about some of the stuff that we were talking about today. Right. But they're going to, you know, there'll be other little embellishments in there because what what we did is we interviewed people about some of this stuff oh, that were cool. there also. Right. And the history of it, you know. Uh, and when it was taking place, who was the president? You know, uh, that kind of stuff too. You that, know, that'll be interesting. All kinds of stuff. That's the way that John Hyatt's book all is. of us. Yeah, right, right. It's part of all of your lives. You guys, you know, you guys were all intertwined and part of our lives now. Right, all of that. You know, that's the cool thing, with... Vinny, is that you guys are all. Like when you go down there, I mean, you're there, and you know, Carl's down there, Carl Tinker West is still there, and all these yeah. people are still there, and they're still together. You know, Tony Pellegrosi, and everybody's down there. And uh, he's a young one. <laughs> oh, he's gonna like hearing that. <laughs> he's one of the young ones. Now, I'm gonna tell everybody a quick story before we go, and I, I alluded to it earlier before we got on the air. So. I've only met Vinny a couple times, and you know, I remember once we were at uh, uh, Kim Marie's. Kim Marie's uh, before the Paramount show, and my son saw. I said to my son, "You know that guy is over there." He was little at the time; he was about nine or ten. And that's first drummer ever in the E Street Band, and he was so excited. And I remember when he met you, and we took a picture. He was he was like shaking, going back to the table. He was so excited. But I I remember meeting yep. you. Uh, we were at the Ber- we were staying at the Berkeley, and uh, there's always a lot of fun down in those lobbies after the Paramount show. And, but I had to leave. Oh, for, sure. I had to leave for Niagara Falls early, to, uh, and so I wasn't I wasn't doing that four in the morning partying thing. So I went to bed. But then I, I I can't remember why I got up and came downstairs. Oh, I know what it was. Gord Hunter came and dragged me up. He says you got to come down. They're how, they're jamming. I said okay. So I went down, and it was you. There was Grushecki, James yeah, Maddock. Yeah, I remember that, sure. Yeah, and so so I, I, this was my little claim to fame, getting to know Vinny. We were talking about our mutual love for Warren Zevon. You're a big Zevon fan, right? I love Warren Zevon. I wish I could sing all of his songs, but Lance does, or he used to. I'm not sure what Lance is doing right now, but I don't think he's feeling good. But Lance is the Warren Zevon man. Now, uh, is that where Hula I do, Hula Boys I came do from? I a few songs. That's well. That, actually, we were at a, a little show here in the complex that I live in. We have a rec room, and they invited us to come play over there. And me and Tony did this song called "The Hula Hula Boys," and people were asking us about what our name was. <laughs> so that's where it came from. Uh, and, <laughs> well, one of Tony's friends goes, "Hey, you did that song before that Zevon song, the Hula Hula Boys. That's you guys." And uh, it stuck with us, but you know we do we do Warren Zevon, uh, uh, the w- wonderful winos. We do Warren Zevon, well, Gorilla, yeah. your desperado. You, know? you guys do Gorilla, really? Yeah. I was yeah, joking yeah. with my kid. I said you have to play like that's that's my favorite album, Bad Luck Street from Gates. Yeah, Nancy's oh, yeah but I want to learn Seminole Bingo because we live here. <laughs> Well, I want to tell our listeners that I had the pleasure that night at the Berkeley, while you guys had had a few, well a lot more pops than I did at that point, a lot more beverages. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I'm being nice, but we started talking about Warren Zevon, and then you broke into the Hula Hula Boys, and I started singing 
that with you while everybody stood around and watched this thing. Yeah, hi, you know, Maya, Anacapawana. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was my little claim to fame, uh, singing with Vinny Mad Dog Lopez. That was great. So, I, that's I wanted, a good one if you can get everybody singing. I like that. Oh, it's a it's a great. I what a sad what a sad week losing David Lindley. I mean, what a what a brilliant oh, no, musician yeah, he yeah. was. I only met David a couple times, but he was always a gracious, beautiful person. Oh yeah, he was, he was great. I met him once as well, and just a really nice guy talking to, you know, three guys that he has no you know <laughs> no need to talk to. He was sitting there talking to us and just being so nice. Got us a beer backstage. It was really cool. Nice guy. Yeah, obviously we're gonna gonna miss him and Warren Zevon and him had a a great uh, career together as well. Oh yeah. So they'll be playing oh, together. Yeah. They'll be playing together somewhere up there. Uh, with uh, well, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, hey, I have friends in both places, so you never know. <laughs> well, hopefully, we're all going to the same place eventually, <laughs> Vinny. Listen, hey, Vinny, anything coming up that you want to share? Obviously, you shared that you got the book coming out. Anything else? Uh... Well, the book is uh, the book is the thing that now that I'm going to be having this surgery, and I'm going to be down for a while. That's what I'm going to be concentrating on. Right. And uh, the book we want this thing. In and then we got to find us a publisher. We don't know exactly what we're going to do there yet, but once we get this thing in in there, solid. Just it's just so many names and so many right. people, and you, it's it's incredible how, how, the, the thoughts we've gone through and the little things that happen in and out. Oh, sure, and stirring and, up those uh, memories. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And then you get me going on one story, and then. <laughs> And more pop over here, and I don't have time to tell those, you know. Well, that's what that's so, the, what makes a good book is all these stories that you guys have, and you know, I'm sure this is. This but will the be worst a, stuff in the book is going to be about me because I ain't trashing nobody. Good for I ain't you. Talking about no nothing, you yeah. know. I'll clear up a few gray pages, maybe from Clarence's book, <laughs> <laughs> which I read. <laughs> Because <laughs> we were roommates. Something. That's right. That's right. I forgot, but that's true. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, but the, it's all going to be uh, positive stuff. I'm not going to do any like Bruce. No personal things about Bruce. Just places that we were mutually together and did things. You yeah, know? exactly. I mean, you know, people. You know, there's enough drama out there. You know, people just want to hear the good stuff anyway. So that's great. Yeah. Delirium well, poetry in the in the station wagon. You know, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> heading to Denver, you know, one of those kind of things. Well, well I'm looking forward to reading it, Vinny, and uh, hopefully I'll see you in uh, down on the shore. Uh, we've been making it down there twice a year, just not just for light of day. We try to get down there in the summer, so we might be there this summer, so uh, we'll look what you up. Ha- what, what, what month in the summer do you go down? Uh, well, last year we, made, we went down in August and had a, had a okay, great time. Okay, well, that's... Yeah, August. See, now August, I'm probably definitely going to be back up there, and the winos are going to be playing somewhere. Well, maybe that's what we do. We'll, so, we'll work it around a weekend that we know you guys are playing. You know, but I'll keep you posted. You'll know. Yeah, as long as you do the Hula Hula Boys. I'm ending the show with the Hula Hula Boys today, <laughs> just so you know. In honor of Warren hopefully joining you in the Rock well, you know and Roll Hall of Fame. You know what the song's about, right? It's a song. It's about him taking his wife to Hawaii. For their honeymoon. I don't know if I knew this. You got to yeah, finish that's, now. Yeah, that's why when he wrote that song, oh, the really? Hula Hula Boys is what happened. 
Ah, I'm going to have to do some more <laughs> research. You've, you're full of information, Vinny. <laughs> well, i got to tell you, it's been... Hey, i got to tell the story. i got a fib here and there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, that's, that's what makes it interesting. It's been an honor, Vinny, really, having you here. It's been, I've been My excited pleasure. all week, and uh, I really appreciate My you taking pleasure. the time. I told you it was only going to be 40, 45 minutes, and here we are an hour later. So thanks for hey, giving me the time. Anyway, right? listen, thank you, and thank everybody for listening who's listening, and uh, hey, I'm on Facebook. Check me out. That's right. All right. Vinny response. Thanks, Vinny. You have a, you, a good luck with the, uh, with the surgery, and uh, we'll be talking to you. Cool. All thank right. you very much. See thank you, later. you. The Mad Dog was in the house. That was great. How can you how can you beat that? Honestly, folks, I was nervous and very excited to do this uh, show today. I mean, uh, being a big fan of Bruce's from way back when in 77, 78, I was just a 12, 13-year-old kid. And, you know, kn we knew all about Vinny, Mad Dog, Lopez, and David Sanchez and all those early E Street band members. And when I contacted Vinny, there was no hesitation. When I asked if he could be on, I told him what the show was about. He said yes right away, and we worked out the date, and he wanted to make sure it was before his surgery. So, Vinny, I really, really appreciate you having on next week. We have another Vinny, a friend of Vinny's, Vincent Pastore. Vin Vinny was an MC uh, host at a few of our shows uh, here for Light of Day Canada and obviously down in Asbury Park. Find out what Vinny's been up to and uh, his connection to Light of Day and Parkinson's. Uh, that'll be next week. A uh, week after that, we got Dave Rave and Jack Siparek from The Trues. And after that, we'll be back to our Songs from Around the Corner uh, episode where we play songs from some great Light of Day bands. So uh, this was fun. We had a great, great time. I appreciate everybody tuning in today. I think we had a bigger audience than normal. I saw a lot of sharing on Facebook of the posts that I was putting out, and Vinny was sharing them, and people were sharing Vinny's. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm more of a rookie here. You guys are probably used to, like I said, listening to Tom Cunningham and real DJs, but... Uh, I'm just uh, kind of cutting my teeth in the last four or five weeks, having fun. I'm an old DJ from way back when, but those were live dances and weddings and so on. So getting used to working in a studio has been interesting, and uh, it's been fun. So I appreciate everybody uh, tuning in today. Don't forget, as Warren says, enjoy every sandwich. Remember, music heals. That's what they do at Light of Day. The power of music brings awareness to Parkinson's, ALS, PSP, down here in Niagara, or here in Canada, I should say, we also donate to cancer. But it's music that helps bring that awareness. And obviously, uh, it helps us raise money for the causes. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just Around the Corner. I'm Dan. I'm a Dave here at 4680Q. It's been a blast. And in honor of having Vinny Mad Dog Lopez, who's now in the Hula Hula Boys, and in honor of Warren Zevon, hopefully getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and joining Vinny Mad Dog Lopez. Here's the Hula Hula Boys from the Envoy, Warren Ziva. Have a great night, everybody. Me. They're singing, I ain't here, I'm here on a cobble.
Listen, I need it. 